Hello, everybody. Welcome to Mindful Metal Jacket. Oh, I forgot I was going to do a gag where I said, Welcome, everybody, to another edition of TP Talk. That's a reference to the film Major League. Fantastic film. Anyways, how are you doing? I'm recording this on Wednesday morning, the morning before the podcast comes out. I get a little sexy, gravelly business going on. Because, you know, it's first thing in the morning. I got a little reflux. I ate buffalo wings and tater tots for uh, dinner last night, which is ironic because in the afternoon I talked to my guest today, Tom Takar, about diet and trying to eat well. And then I had buffalo wings and tater tots for Din Din. I was doing some comedy club slash bar shows, socially distanced, wearing masks, yada yada, boobly boo. Um, how are you doing, folks? Great news about vaccine, right? Mr. Fauci, Dr. Fauci, Dr. Richard Kimball, uh, says uh, second quarter, they're saying. There's a couple different places. I talked to Shafi Hossein, past guest. He's very smart. Everyone seems very excited about this um, vaccine. I hope that you'll take it. I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it right up the butt. I'm excited about it. Um, hopefully, uh, we'll be back. Let's just get through the winter. Be safe. I listened to a thing that said uh, airflow in your house. If you're having visitors for the holidays, get those windows open. Maybe crank the heat up. It'll be a little extra, but safer. Keep those windows open, the fan going, and uh, don't kiss anybody on the lips and your family for a variety of reasons. Hope you're doing well. I'm working on... Uh, Breaking up with my phone, as they say. Uh, I keep talking about Catherine Price wrote this book called Break Up With Your Phone, How to Break Up With Your Phone. And I downloaded an app called Moment that she, she suggested. She, that's hard to say. She suggested in the book. It keeps stats of um, how much time you spend on your phone and how many times you pick your phone up a day. And I've been really improving. I, I cut my phone time by 56% last week. I was under two hours a day. Sunday, I was on my phone for 48 minutes, which is uh, below average for me. And a lot of that time is texting. I text with about 25 people a day. I'm a social fella. I like to check in. And I like to check in with you. Let me know how you're doing. Or if you're enjoying the podcast, I appreciate all the Instagram messages. And uh, yeah, get on your phone. That's right. Send me a message on Instagram, email. The reviews are great. So thank you for that, but I try to check them and then put it away. I'm I'm playing with the mandolin some more. I'm reading more and uh, trying to get out, hang out in the park, or just use the phone for phone calls, old school. Um, and I encourage you to do the same. That's what I encourage you to do. Anyways, we got a new episode today. I had a conversation yesterday with my friend Tom Takar who is a wonderful uh, comedian and podcast host. He has two, two shows. One is um, Stand By Your Band with uh, Tommy McNamara, and that one is great and a lot of fun. I went on there. I think we talked about Jack Johnson, or maybe Jimmy Buffett. I can't remember, or maybe both. I love both of those artists. And um, he's got another one on uh, Comedy Central Radio, I think, called Stand Up with Tom Takar. And um, he's also one of my favorite comedians. He does not have an album, which we discussed, but he does have a Comedy Central half-hour special, which I believe is on YouTube or on ComedyCentral.com. One of those two. I'm yawning because I had a little bout of insomnia last night. In the middle of the night, I woke up and uh, couldn't ball back asleep for a while. And so I'm going to be tired today. And that's all right. got to just say, hey, that's all right. I'll be tired. No big whoop. Whoops, a fun word. Anyways, Tom and I uh, had a great conversation. He's just fun. It, it's a, one of the funnier ones. He had been smashed in the face with the basketball the day before, so he's concussed. So if you don't uh, find him enjoyable, that's why. But uh, I think you will. If you don't know his comedy, please go check out his comedy. He is truly one of my favorite comics and has two great um, shows uh, on the internet. So... Use your phone as much as possible to hear him. Um, 
kidding, of course. And yeah, I hope you're doing well. I hope you're having a safe and happy autumn. I'm in New York, and it's been lovely. 50 degrees, leaves blowing everywhere. Spectacular. Trying to really enjoy it. And uh, I hope you do the same. Get out of the house early. Gets dark early. Watch out for that seasonal depression. And uh, you're doing the right thing, if you ask me. You're here listening to this wonderful podcast. And uh, hey, if you're not already, go subscribe to my YouTube. I just uh, started a new web series. It's about movies, and it is real silly and fun. I had fun making it with my friend Dan Hershon, and uh, I think you'll enjoy it. So go check out my YouTube page, Joe List, I think it is. I don't even know. I suck at this. But um, the web series is called Connor's Ultimate Movies. I'm playing a bit of a character, not unlike myself. But uh, it's goofballs, and it'll provide you with, oh, six or seven minutes of laughter, I, I hope, or smiles at least. Or at least you'll go, hey, at least I'm not this fucking idiot. So hopefully it'll uh, be enjoyable for you. So go check that out. And um, in honor of Tom Zakar, who has a great music podcast called Stand By Your Band, I thought I'd quote one of my favorite musical artists instead of some old sage. Or maybe he is an old sage, a rock and roll artist by the name of... Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Oh, that's the band name is Heartbreakers. His name's just Tom Petty. I can work, I can travel, sleep anywhere, cross any border with nothing to declare. You can look back, baby, but it's best not to stare. Hmm? That's something we can all relate to, right? All right. Tom Petty is great. So is Tom Takar. Enjoy this conversation with him. And thank you for listening. I love you. Guys. All right. I'm recording. This is it. And uh, I was just talking to Sarah, and I'll tell you too. I'm like, I say it on every episode, like, I get so nervous because we're buddies and we can talk about movies and whatnot. I'm trying to do a mental health-ish podcast. And I'm like, I feel like uh, Seinfeld, when he's talking to the elementary school, he's like, how am I going to fill an hour? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> or the middle school. I don't know what we're going to talk about, but we'll get in there. I assume you got some problems, right? Oh, I got problems, baby. I'm coming in here concussed. I have a, <laughs> an actual concussion uh, that I didn't. I played basketball yesterday. And I don't know if you can see this, but I got a little. Oh, a little wound. Oh yeah. Oh fuck. Yeah, I got a little gash right there um, on my on my eye because uh, Shane Torres turns out he's a big piece of shit, and uh, <laughs> he tries to do a little behind the back action with a pass that to a guy who was way far away. I'm right next to the guy, and it just bonks me in the face. It, it was harder than any, like, I've gotten punched in the face before. This was much worse. It was like a full basketball-sized fist punching me right in the eye. And uh, I got, I immediately was nauseous and had a headache. And I was like, yep, those are all the symptoms. Oh, and, uh, Yeah, I'm feeling rough. But he, he must have fucking whipped it. He That's the thing. that's It's hard to describe it without sounding like a huge bitch because it's like he did it behind the back. So it's like it doesn't sound like you'd have a lot of momentum with that, but. He really whipped it. He's been working out. He's, I mean, bit, he's probably the toughest guy I've ever met. Shane Torres? Yeah, he's a big guy now. He's he's buff. That's what he's done during this uh, quarantine stuff. He got COVID and he got he got stronger like Trump. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> he's he's better than ever before. Wait, hold on. I got the wrong guy in the pod, first of all. I should be talking to Torres because, <laughs> I mean, no offense to Shane, and now you're making me nervous that he's going to fucking beat me up and give me a yeah. wedgie and take my lunch money. Yeah, roid rage, yeah. I mean, come for you. When I think of Shane Torres, I don't think supreme athlete. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I don't know that I'd call him a supreme athlete. He bonked me in the face of the basketball on accident. Um, I so, is it was it a one hand? I mean, it's it's behind the back, so it's got to be a one it's hand. Him, it's him. It, it happened so fast. Uh, it's he, he's whipping around with momentum because he's under the rim. I've got him trapped. I've got him right where I want him, and then he hits me. Uh, and the, he just whips it so hard because he's trying to get the ball all the way to the three-point line from under the rim. So he's trying to really whip it. And uh, all that momentum just ran, went right in my eye. And uh, I wear glasses on the court. I'm not ashamed to to admit it. And, sure, uh, me too. 
normally it's fine. It's never happened to me. I mean, people have I've knocked them off before. And uh, I mean, they're cheap, so I don't really care. But uh, this was just the thing went right. They chipped and then they went right into my eye. It was brutal. Is that why you're wearing Monkey. your grandmother's glasses? How how dare you, Joe? <laughs> how dare you come at these beautiful glasses that I got on here? Um, uh, I'm teasing. I, I'm of wearing course. these also because somebody stole my contact lenses. All my oh, contact all my contact lenses got stolen out of my car because um, they were in my backpack. It's the only thing of value that was in my car, and uh, yeah, they got stolen out. So I have to wear. I should just see an eye doctor, but I've just been wearing these glasses ever since because I'm lazy. I got a lot of questions here. So we're going to fill the time without even talking about anything of any importance. But A, I, I got two things and I want to remember them. I already forgot the other one. Oh, so you, <laughs> you said your car is broken into. And then you also yes. tell me the other day that your apartment was getting broken into. So I want to come back to both of those. Things. Sure, sure. But I just want to stick on the Shane Torres thing for one moment. I cannot visualize the physics of this. How is a behind? Because usually a behind the back pass is coming from the waist. Right. And if he's whipping it, it should be on a straight line. Were you yeah. getting real low? I mean, you're not a short guy. What, yeah. I'm how does this to, go to your now face? I'm trying to picture. I probably was in like a little defensive stance. You know, I take the game seriously. So I was probably I was probably hunched over a little bit. But I think he just I think it went up. So I think I think he threw it to where it was going to it was going to go on an arc up and then down. Okay. And it just bonked me. Yeah, it, it it really, really caught me perfectly. It was the most perfect shot it could have been if he was trying to to harm me. Uh, he did a, <laughs> he did a great job at that. But this is why yeah, I think the physics. I I I think I'm going to start telling people he just threw it at my eye on accident instead of saying I got to leave the behind the back part out because I think it makes everything way more confusing. So well, you- when I tell this story in the future, I'm just going to lie. Well, behind the back does get a because th- you 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 are whipping it because it's behind the back. You do throw it harder because I'm yes. throwing my share of behind the back passes, of course, and mm. you do kind of whip it hard to get some torque, some yes. some Shane torque, and I get it. And also, it's one of those things I hate when this happens when people are like, and maybe I'm doing it a little bit, but when you're like, how did this happen? What? And you, eventually, you just want to go. Well, it did happen. That is yeah, what yeah. happened. Like yeah. I am concussed. You can see my eyes bleeding. <laughs> see so what eye, it certainly happened. I couldn't sleep. Uh, yeah, immediately nauseous. Felt crazy. I went to the cellar last night too, and because I, I I had already texted Liz, and I felt bad bailing because it was the only night that I could go. And then I'm just sitting there going, I don't know why I'm here. I should be. I should not be around people right now. And then yeah, went home and couldn't sleep. But. Uh, yeah, it, de- it certainly happened, and uh, it, it felt good because I immediately got – I walked in, and I was like, I'm feeling a little woozy, and Graham K was there, and he goes, yeah, you got, like, a, your eyes fucked up, and it felt good to have a little validation of, like, yeah, it is fucked up. It, it does it, – I'm glad it doesn't not look like it's fucked up. Sure. Well, yeah. I, I think about this. My buddy, Derek, and I were just talking. He had a concussion at his wedding because he got like Ooh. wiped out on a kayak and fucking hit his head on a rock. It was a whole oh situation. Oh my God. Yeah. That's brutal. And we were just talking about how crazy it is. Think about like all these football players and like hockey players. Sidney Crosby has had like eight of what you're dealing with. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> I definitely thought of it as soon as, almost as soon as it happened. I was like, man, I can't believe that when you're, and that's those like sports like basketball and I mean, hockey, you get them a lot, but a sport like football. I stopped watching football for a while because I just kept thinking about that. And then, you know, COVID happened and I was like, I'm too bored to, to not watch it because you just need some form of sports and entertainment now. But uh, yeah, like every single play, somebody's having that happen almost. It's, it's crazy. I always think about that with sports where, um, you know, I'm a huge sports guy, obviously. And we're watching football and the guy breaks his leg or whatever. Yesterday I was watching uh, Monday night football and um, what's his toes Foles like fucking snaps his back. He's all fucked up yeah. and they take him out of the stretcher and you always, we, we're watching just go, we just move on. We're going, okay, the next play, get him off the field. I, I got shit to do. And you're mm-hmm. like, that guy's life is like horrendous for the next like, yeah. six to eight weeks or whatever. Yeah. It's going to be brutal. 
yeah, they're in the back and they're getting morphine or whatever the fuck happens. But I, I think about that a lot when you just see like a 400 pound guy limp off and you're like, yeah. his life is a complete nightmare right now. Yeah. And we're just like annoyed that we have to wait for him to be carted off the field. Get yeah. out. <laughs> we want to see the next play. I do find myself now more watching hockey and football and stuff. When I was a teenager, I'd be like, fuck, he killed him. Fuck. Oh, yeah. And now I'm like, yeah. oh, no. Ah, oh, Jesus. Like, I can feel the pain. I feel empathy for them. And I think uh, it's that you also now, I, I don't know. I don't want to speak on behalf of you, but I, you're much more durable as a young man where I would get. Yeah, I got hit all the time as a you in my youth and it would be. You know, it'd suck for a minute, but then you're fine. Whereas now, if I jam my toe the wrong way, I'm kind of out for a while. Like, <laughs> I can't play basketball. I can't run. It really, I have a toe that's just, it's permanently done. I'm, I was so used to them just <laughs> being fine. And now it's like every time I run, I'm like, oh, that's just, I'm just going to bleed. It's, I'm just going to, it's just going to happen. Yeah, I'm all fucked up. I mean, I'm 38. I was running all during quarantine on cement and I got fluid in my mm -hmm. knees. I got plantar fasciitis. And now I've been doing MMA for the last year and a half. And oh, man, I got to I got to do that. I, I saw you post something. You were training with Diego, right? Yeah, I trained with Diego. Yeah, but man. right now, my fucking neck is just killing me. And he choked the fuck out of me last week. <laughs> and for like days, it hurt to swallow. And I'm like a hypochondriac. I've gotten much better. Now we're into mental health a little bit, um, but I'm such a hypochondriac. So I used to always be Googling all the time. I'd be like, I got throat cancer, esophageal cancer, all that shit. I've thought I've had everything. And I Googled it before because the first time I did MMA, I Googled, I was like, it hurts to swallow. And people were like, I, I put in like jujitsu and everyone's like, you got to tap earlier. That's from getting choked, whatever. Uh, and this time that was a year and a half ago. And this time it was so bad. It was like seven days in, I was like, let me just do a Google. And it's like relapsing for me to start Googling illnesses. Yeah. But yeah. I read all the same exact exact articles. And then I'm a, at least I have some wisdom now to be like a guy, a fucking black belt fitness guy. Right. Was right. choking you unconscious. Yeah. It might hurt to swallow <laughs> a little bit. I, your fucking neck was getting squeezed. Yeah. It makes sense. I got to ask you not to get, you know, away from mental health shit. Cause I, yeah, but you know, but, uh, does it, do you feel like you're you're get you're getting better when you fight with him because I did a I did one class with him and it was mostly just a, a workout and a little bit of the learning stuff. I didn't pick up anything because it was one thing, but mostly I was like, oh, I'm just getting my ass kicked by Diego and I <laughs> is there's no I think sometimes I feel like he just does it for his little ego. I don't think he's he's going to give you his goods. Well, I think first of all there's a lot there and this comes back to mental health in some ways. And he was uh, one of the first episodes of this podcast, but um, I do feel like I'm learning, but I have that feeling. And this does go into mental health because I always, I don't know where to tackle this first. I'm having a lot of thoughts at once, but I was reading a thing recently. I do have the idea when I'm fighting with him that I'm like, I suck. I'm not learning anything. I'm like, I, I feel like that line in Kill Bill volume two, when he's like, I'm as useless as a worm fighting an eagle. Like, I just feel like it's mm -hmm. not even worth anything. But that's strangely ego, because in my mind, I think of myself as like this superior being that I'm like, I shouldn't suck at this. Right. Like right. It, somewhere in my mind, even though it feels like self-hatred that I'm like, I suck. I'm a piece of shit. That's actually ego thinking like I should be able to kind of maybe trick him a little bit. I should be able to yeah. land a couple punches on this guy. Who's a black belt <laughs> cage fighter. Um, I think he was undefeated by the way. Yeah. Um, so I believe that I think you're right, but yeah, he beats the fuck out of me, but I, he always reminds me is if I compare against him, obviously I'm a piece of shit, but you have to compare against yourself. Like me now fighting, me six months ago, it would be a fucking bloodbath and me a year ago, like forget about it. So, and I'm, I'm able to at least stand in there and spar with him a bit. And then like, he always says like, the more I improve, the more he brings up his level. So it always mm -hmm. oh, feels I like, see. Oh, I'm getting my ass kicked, but he's like, I'm working harder than I, or not harder, but I'm doing more than I was doing yeah. a year ago, six months ago. I got to do it. I got to. Do you feel like if you were attacked, like on the street, that would come in handy? A little bit. Now I'm starting to get there. Like I know how to execute an arm bar and a choke, which are things I didn't know before. And I have yeah. some sense of how to move and punch. Sure. 
And I've heard other people that are like fighters say this as far as like somebody talking shit at a bar or like once you kind of get into a fighting stance that even that lets people know like, ah, shit, this guy might have to some knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll just learn that stance. <laughs> that'll, that'll do. The, I'll just be bluffing. It'll be like when uh, you're trying to get the other team offside. You're just hoping that 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 works enough to, to end it. But it always feels stupid. And then the other team's like, oh, they're doing that thing. Heads up, guys, yeah, they're doing the thing. It's, <laughs> it's so rare that it works and it's it takes up so much time in football. But uh, no, I asked because I got randomly. I mean, I don't think anything would help in this sort of situation because I just got randomly punched in the head uh, on my street of like a month ago or something like that. I was going to water Graham K and keep naming dropping him, but uh, I was going to water his plants. And this guy just punched me in the head and took off. And I was like, I don't know how to handle that. Like, I don't know what Wait, to do with that. What the fuck neighborhood do you live in? Because now we're up I to three in, things. I, I live mean, in uh, Bitchville, uh, <laughs> Brooklyn. No, I live in, uh, in Bed-Stuy. So, and it's, it was fine for a year. It was fine. And then ever since COVID started up, the past two months have been brutal. Like you said, somebody tried to break into our place. Uh, my car has gotten broken into twice when I've got nothing in there. It's a piece of shit car. It's more trouble than it's worth to have it. But, uh, yeah. And then this guy punched me in the head and, and then just took off. And then now people just fuck with me on the street, on the street here. It's like asking they'll ask for money. And then if I didn't, the other day, I, some guy asked for money. I legit, I legit didn't have anything. He was also like 22, which when it's like that type of guy, I'm just like, I'm going to give this to an old person, I think. Like I, I never yeah. like a twenty-two-year-old who's just asking me for money. Have you considered Seems moving? Fine. This sounds horrendous. We did look into moving because our apartment also was. We had a giant. We had like eight different leaks going at once, and so we had to leave for a couple days. I've been living in hell over here, Joe. And uh, I, uh, we tried to get out of the lease, and then they were like, "No, no, you can't do that." So they gave us two grand. So I felt like that was at least. Uh, something that was like a month of rent so you know but yeah is, we definitely looked at moving because it's it's so cheap now to to move but it's uh my girlfriend was like i just don't want to move it's too much of a, a pain in the ass yeah this is wild i mean that sounds horrendous um i was talking to we we saw each other saturday in the park and uh chicago that was a great hang great hang i didn't even see chloe at all but that was a great either. That's that's what was so great about it. <laughs> <laughs> Got her ass. Just kidding. Yeah. Take that, Chloe. Um, <laughs> but I was talking to Ronan about this, a friend Ronan Hirschberg, who used to live in Astoria. Steve Rogers lived in Astoria. They all moved to Brooklyn. And, mm -hmm. you know, I don't want to be not PC, but they're shitty neighborhoods. And um, <laughs> I feel bad because I told Ron, Ron asked me, he was like, is it safe over there? And I was like, just don't wear your headphones tonight. You'll be fine. And then immediately, like two days later, I got punched in the head and I was like, I don't even want to tell Ron about this. Well, Ron said, I'm an asshole. Somebody asked him for money in his building. Like he, he was in the building and some woman's like, can you help me out? It's like, what? We're inside. And then Steve Rogers, I mean, this is the best. I don't know if he told you this story or if you've heard the story, but you know, he's in, in the summer, you know, racial tensions are at an all time high and he's marching and doing the thing. And he's like, I got to try to be the change I want to see in the world. And so he lives in Bed-Stuy or whatever, Crown Heights, maybe. And, he lives uh, right by me. Yeah, he lives so he, like a ten minute walk for me. So he says he sees his neighbor and he gives him like a head nod, and the guy goes, "Don't ever fucking look at me. Do not <laughs> fucking look at me." And I'm like, "Boy, we're really, really growing. These the movement's really coming together here." Um, yep, yep, yep. It just sounds <laughs> so fucking tense, intense, whatever. But all these guys lived in Astoria before. You should all come back to Astoria. I don't know if you ever did. Yeah. Yeah, I never lived in Astoria, but we looked at it before we moved here. I like being in the, I mean, before all this shit started happening, I was, this was the place to be. I was, I had, I had all my friends around me. I could play basketball every other day. It was great. And then now, yeah, people are fleeing and uh, I'm getting punched in the head all over the place. So that's no good. Yeah, that's like and, one of my uh, biggest yeah. fears. So uh, how are you feeling? Because that's one of my big fears of getting my house broken into, mm. you know, getting punched in the face randomly. Sure. Are you, how do you feel? Your disposition seems okay. You mentioned your girlfriend's struggling a little bit or anxious about it. 
I don't know if you do like I at first I get like pissed off or like shaken up, but I pretty quickly transition into if something bad happens to me, I think it's funny because it's just like that's the world we're living in. Like like getting punched in the head, it was like it was weird because it didn't. The guy only caught. I saw I saw him out of the corner of my eye. I think he was trying to steal my phone, but I ducked a little bit, so he just caught the back of my head. And he, I mean, he caught it all right, but it wasn't, it, it wasn't nearly as bad as the Shane Torres basketball. Um, and uh, then he just ran away and I was, it made me laugh because I was like, what an awkward position he just put me in because a bunch of people saw it happen. It was broad daylight. It was 3 PM. And then I just had to keep walking. I'm not going to chase the guy. So I was like, that's just part of my day now. <laughs> like the, I just get punched in the head and I'm like, all right, well, got to keep it moving. I got to Somebody's got to water these plants, but it's it, that part's funny to me. It's somebody trying to break in our place. Isn't funny to me because it's like that. My girlfriend was by herself here and she's really freaked out. So that sucks. And uh, that was uh, really bad for my mental health and hers because we basically didn't leave here um, for two weeks because I, I didn't want to leave her alone. And I stopped doing stand-up. Not that uh, there's even much to do anymore, but I, I couldn't go out because uh, until they put an alarm on our roof, I just couldn't get out. So I was just stuck here. And I get really uh, antsy. I got, a lot of, I got a lot of FOMO, you know? And also I feel guilty about not doing stand-up. I've, uh, every like few days that I don't do stand up, I feel immense guilt and uh, I feel like I'm blowing it and uh, we have the easiest job in the world and I can't even do that. And uh, I feel like an asshole, you know? Yeah. I know that feeling. Well, I've been working on it, especially like I'm so tight with Norman and Sam Marill who are like, yeah, they just write all day and do sets all they do. And they're putting stuff out constantly seeing Norman put out those videos. like him doing those like park videos and shit. I was also, I paid a guy to film me and then it was one of the most humiliating experience. It was just like a horrible set where I'm on the street. I listened to, this is no shit. I'm not shit talking to the guy. I just think it's funny that Daniel J. Parafan kept telling me he had the third best show in the city. And so I was like, Oh, I better hire a guy to film this. And I go and it's on the street and like a, a brigade of fucking, like a parade goes by in the middle of my set of these weird, loud vehicles. And I was like, this is truly the worst money I've ever spent in my life. And uh, I think you really have to record all of them to get anything decent. But, but that sounds yeah, like it could Norman be a- and Sam do that shit. It sounds like that could be a viral video, though. Comedian has a parade. I, I, I do like have it. I, yeah, I did. I did uh, take the clip from the guy. The problem is the quality is also not that good. So <laughs> it's just me. I'm very blurry. I think I, I think this guy fleeced me. But um, I I but I watching Sam and, uh, and Norman put out all the shit. And then, yeah, doing the Tonight Show in the middle of this. It's like, yeah, you're just seeing it up close. You're like, oh, that's what is possible somebody's doing that much work. So why am I not, you know? Yeah. But you have to also try to balance and, you know, you're trying to be of service to your girlfriend who's mm-hmm. nervous. And yeah, those guys live in Manhattan. So people aren't just, uh, Mark did have his house broken into at one point. Um, oh, I didn't the, know old, that. the old one. Yeah. Oh, he had a guy uh, in his apartment. I thought you were a loyal twos gay. What is this? I am. I forgot that. It's too many stories. Right, I listen. Right. To, I listen every week. Uh, oh, thanks. I was listening earlier that when I was all concussed, I don't remember the episode because I was listening to it all bonked out, but I was just listening to it on my couch this morning. Um, but yeah, it is something that, uh, oh, you disappeared. I thought oh, you fucking here. fell over. <laughs> <laughs> I just finally fall asleep. <laughs> um, but it, no, it is a thing of you have to find um, the balance and also it is hard sometimes in, in show business, I think, especially, but I think it's like this in all businesses. And I've, I've referenced before, Colin Quinn always reminds me that every business is the same. Like plumbers are like, he got the fucking white house gig or whatever. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to clean, <laughs> clean the president's shitter, but, or, or whatever. But it is the thing you have to like balance and be like, that's a different person. I create differently. I come up with stuff differently, or I'm trying to do something different you know yeah sam yeah sam writes jokes all day long that's all he does i, I just can't yeah do it i don't have it i write you know same every occasionally and we end up coming up with a similar amount of stuff but in different ways you know yeah 
Yeah, it's hard. I struggle with that all the time. I I had that. I, I know you're friends with him too, so you've probably uh, seen this process. But Tommy John again is the one that I always think of, where it's like he has this fucking three notebook system that he's always doing, even when he's doing other stuff. So when he, even if he takes months off of stand up, he always comes back with like 30 new minutes that's great <laughs> that he already knows is good. And I get, I, I tried to do it. I've been like, I'm going to make that my system. He has the determination to do it. I can do it too. And then I just never can do it. And then, but also I do, I feel like I write a pretty decent amount because, but I, I can't write unless I'm going to be on stage. I don't know if you have that, but it's like, I can't, if I can't see myself that night on stage doing it, I, everything I write is ridiculous. It's not, it's nothing. So it's, yeah. it's pointless. It feels like. Yeah, I have the same issue. And like I, I've talked about this a bunch too, about the reason I'm prolific in comedy is because I'm doing so many shows and sets and on the road so much that I'm like, it's all, I'm not like, I got to come up with a new hour because I, I need my new hour. It's because I'm like, I can't tell this fucking joke again tonight for the seventh yes. time in four days. Yeah. And so it definitely makes it harder to write a bunch. I, I have the exact same thing because I'm like, well, I'm not going to go. If I'm not going up, what am I writing for? Which is which is a bad approach, but it's the same reason I haven't written sitcoms and movies because with stand-up, I write and I go, I'm going to go do this tonight. This yeah. will be a live tonight. Whereas yep. you spend fucking 40 hours writing a book and then you send it to someone, they're like, this is garbage. <laughs> and you're like, fuck, I just wasted all that time. But my therapist always tells me you should write because it's a valuable use of time as opposed to write to make something. Yeah, that's fair. I used to write because it would uh, help me organize my thought. Like I, if I was really stressed out, if I just wrote about whatever was stressing me out, that would fix it. But uh, now whenever I write, I'm just like, oh, this isn't funny. And then I, I beat myself up and, uh, you know, want to kill myself. But uh, that's probably healthy. And um, no, I, I just feel like it is. I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that, too, because I uh, very much respect your writing. And I like I I didn't know that that's how you were, too. I assumed that you were much like a Sam where you just write all day. And it's nice to hear that not being the case. I always joke about Sam. This is my impression of hanging out with Sam. And this is like almost happened exactly like this. We're in the car and I'm like, we got to stop and get gas. And he goes, what if you said it like this? <laughs> like, um, and i'm like no no i'm just i'm like i'm just saying i'm hungry he's like what how come when you're hungry you're i'm like no no i just, just want to get burger king and he's like burger king isn't it the burger queen and you're like all right all right <laughs> jesus fuck um but yeah that's a lot yeah but, he's a bad guy you're right but I as a he result sucks. he's like i mean he's my favorite comic which is so weird that we're at a point now in our careers where i'm like my favorite comedian is my buddy Sam. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I like Sam more than I like Burr or, you know, uh -huh. or whoever. Um, yeah. But he, yeah, he is constantly writing. But, oh, going back to the Jonigan thing and similar to the Sam is we do have to recognize that like, oh, we're different people because I've had the same thing with Jonigan. I'm like, yes, free writing. I got to write. Yeah. I just got to fill a notebook and then go through and highlight it. But I'm like, that's not how I work. I can't even... Uh -huh do it because i'll end up just being like i am writing in a notebook right now <laughs> i've literally written that exact sentence down <laughs> that is <laughs> fully in one of my notebooks because yeah they, and then eventually somewhere times you get somewhere also i'll just keep writing the same thing over and over again i'm i i end up with the same thoughts so it's like i'll go through the notebook and it's just all work and no play makes tommy a, you know it's <laughs> i'm crazy so it's mostly just me talking about my it just gets depressing. And I'm like, there's no comedy in here. Whereas if I'm writing to be like, Oh, I have to be funny on stage tonight. Then it's, and usually I, I don't know if you do this, but I talk out all my stuff. Cause it's like, that's the only way that I'm going to be able to, I don't write the same way I speak. So it doesn't make any sense when I look through it like that. Right. And it, well, here's another thing to remember too. And this is like, um, good for any comics that are listening, but also it could be metaphorical for non-comics, I guess. But you have, and I have to remind myself this, I'm like, you have created lots of material that's good. Yes. So it's yes. like, we beat ourselves up for the process. I do that all the time. I'm like, I haven't written in three days and I haven't done this or that, or, or, or Tommy writes this amount or Sam writes this amount or Mark tweets every day. But I'm like, I've still created a ton of shit. Uh, we're, we're still been yeah. quite successful doing whatever we're doing. So that's the process we're doing. And maybe it's like, we could work harder, but it's like, we're still here. We've done okay. Yeah, I, I do that all the time where I'm like, 
oh yeah, I'm doing it. I'm like, I'm, I'm in it. I did the thing. I'm doing the things I wanted to do. So it's like, it's not like I've never made comedy before that I'm proud of. It is possible. And whatever my process is seems to have worked to some extent, but I always go like, but what about an hour? What about this? What about that? You know, and and that never ends, I think. And you just have to find some kind of happiness wherever you can grasp at it, I suppose. Yeah. Compare and despair. As we say, yes, you compare and then you're like, oh, he's doing that. I'm a piece of shit. But I was thinking about this the other day. I'm like, I think like at least 80 percent of my thoughts are self-loathing, self-hating, negative thoughts in the category of negative thoughts. I mean, it's like and you can't control your thoughts. You can only control your actions. But I'm like. It's almost every thought I have is like, ah, you ate the wrong thing. You're fucking a little fat. You didn't work out enough. You didn't write. That's podcast all sucks. I'm thinking about all day is I'm fat. That's that's <laughs> it. That's the one it's just going, it's replaying over and over again. And I, it's funny because Norman calls everybody fatty or whatever. Yeah. And the first time he called me that I was so angry because I was like, he knows he sees it in me that I'm a fat little fucking pig bitch. And it, it pissed me off though. And then I heard him call you fatty. And I was like, Oh, he just says that to people. It wasn't this like deep personal attack. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it, that's the one, like if I, and now that the gyms aren't a thing or you feel like an asshole, if you go to one or whatever it's, and it's getting cold. If I don't play basketball, I'm like, Oh great. I'm, I've gained this much weight. One picture will throw me completely off. But uh, that negative thought thing, I didn't realize that no, that not everybody had that. That's when I started going to therapy. It was because somebody told, I was like, don't you just every day, you know, you feel bad and you, you hate yourself. And then they're like, no, no, I don't do that. <laughs> no, I'm pretty happy. I just, you know, I think I want a sandwich and I have one and I don't care. And then. Uh, I was like, oh, I probably should get help. I don't, I don't think that's good that I do that. Yeah. Then, yeah, that was good. A lot of people do, but yeah, people don't. I, I tried to do a joke. I tried to write a joke about a thing, and I ended up having a joke about how bad the joke was. I'll, I'll explain. But I mean, I did a bit for a while. I was like, and I alluded to him, like, you know, when you wake up in the middle of the night and like you're pissing and you're just like, I should kill myself. And I thought like people would be like, yeah. And people were like, oh, like it just bombs so hard. And I was like, all right, I guess I got to look into that because like, I, I do. I wake up in the middle of the night to piss at some point, like three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning. And I'm my only thought the whole time is like, we're all going to die. I should just end my life. And I thought that was going to kill. I thought it was going to be one of those things where people are like, Wow, nobody Finally. I didn't know anyone else thought that. And then people were just like, kill yourself in the middle of the night. What? Like people were looking at each other, being like, what's he saying? And I had to be like, fuck. All right. I think I need therapy. That's so funny. Because that is so much of what we're trying to do is put our finger on a thought that everybody has, but hasn't said it. And when you have one that is fully just you, that's what's so lonely about it. Comedy is that when you have one that's like that nobody relates you're like oh yeah i i'm an asshole and i'm by myself i have a joke about i realized i had to soften the blows with shit like that where i would talk about depressiony stuff because i felt like people especially because my act is pretty upbeat i think it's it's silly i think yeah uh and then uh but i i tried to do a joke about uh or i have been doing a joke about how i am I get passively suicidal. It's like not even interesting depression because I'm not like this very deeply sad person. I'll just get lazily suicidal where it's like the type where you like cross the street and only look one way. You're just like, eh, whatever happens next is fine. Or like, uh, and then my girlfriend hates it, but it's, it gets a response. I'm like, okay, good. Other people have that at least like they can admit to themselves. They at least have a little bit of it. Yeah. Yeah. She hates it. why do you feel like that you got me in your life maybe i'm a piece of shit i don't know no i think you're a good guy you're struggling you can throw it back at her i'm telling you my mental health and you're and you're making it about you yeah fuck her yeah Yeah. (laughs) i I don't think that in case she listens i don't want her to think that i'm co-signing oh yeah also yeah i'm also kidding i'm also joking no no you meant it but i don't want her to think i'm i'm thinking it too um but we sarah and i always talk about too like we'll have suicidal thoughts on like really minor things where Mm -hmm. like i'm in a hotel and 
the playoff game, the divisional baseball playoffs is on Fox Sports. They don't have Fox Sports. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to fucking shoot myself. This is crazy. <laughs> and it's it's fleeting. It's just a second. But you're like, that would be so funny if I'm like, it's not even my team. I'm like, I wanted to watch the fucking the, the Rangers and the fucking, I can't even think of an AL team, uh, the Royals <laughs> or whatever. But um I love that. I forget what I was going to say. The thing is, suicide is such a funny idea when it's stuff like that. I mean, Swartzen has that great bit about uh, if you, you just say, who farted and then kill yourself. It's like, <laughs> and then people going, oh, I guess plug your nose. That guy just killed himself <laughs> over a bad that far. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just such a, that sort of idea has always made me laugh. Um, yeah. Jeff Sheen. Had, do you know Jeff Sheen? Yeah, I know Jeff. He is one of my favorite jokes, and I'm only going to say it to you because he doesn't he's he doesn't use it at all, and it pisses me off because it's one of the funniest ideas in the world to me, and I want him to do it. But uh, he had this joke about how dumb people never kill themselves because their suicide notes would be like, "Dear world, you're fucking gay." <laughs> it just really tickled me. Uh, anyway, no, that's hilarious. But yeah, it's it's weird. I mean, like obviously, um, you know. So I was going to say suicide's no joking matter, but we just did about five minutes of jokes about it. But it is like, I, but you talk to some people going back to like people not thinking the same way. I'm always like, I say, I'm going to kill myself all the time. And people will be like, sometimes people are like, what are you? All right. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Just, just fucking yeah. around, you know? Like, and you're like, Oh, those people don't think like, like they don't, I don't think they have that thing. So they hear that and they're like, Jesus. But even my therapist, Alan, did you go to Alan? Were you an Alan? No, guy? I never went to Alan. I, I was told he was uh, a very busy man. I, I I was told I was always told he seemed like he was overbooked, like booked up already. So I yeah. ended up going to I went to Ian Finance's uh, person for a while, but then it uh, then I lost uh, our job that uh, was affording me that. So oh. uh, I sh- I gotta I gotta get back into it though. Get onto some Zoom therapy. I think that'd be good. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like you could use it, but um, but oh, even Alan, my therapist, like, I'll be like, yeah, it just makes me want to kill myself, and I'll be like, I'm not gonna kill myself, and he's like, no, I know. Like, I think people <laughs> that are like experts are like, no, nah, I can tell when someone yeah. might kill himself or not. <laughs> so I'm fine, but yeah, go back to therapy for God's sakes. Yeah, I'll go back. I was in it for a little bit in LA, and then it's like, it's hard with this money stuff, man. Uh, you know, all the comedy stuff's all dried up. And even when you do get it, it's way less money than it was because these places uh, can't uh, fill the place up, you know? Not that it, I kind of love that it's like 25% capacity places. I know it's like the joke that everybody's making, but it's like, it's pretty good for me where that, now I don't have to worry about like, oh, the numbers aren't good. <laughs> like, oh, it's it's COVID's fault. It's it's nice, but uh, but yeah, there's no money anymore, so I'm fucked. So I, you know, it makes it harder to go to therapy. Yeah, completely. That's what's nice about Alan, who is overbooked, and he's like still overbooked because I've asked him about a couple people, but he does like a, a a scale, like you can pay what you're able to pay, which is yeah. awkward though because you have to negotiate with them, and it's like brutal. Because he'll yeah. be like, my normal rate is $200 an hour. What do you think? And then you have to be like, uh, and I went in fully. This is like four years ago now. And I was like, I'm going to say 50 bucks an hour. That, no yeah. question. And then he said, I get 200. And I was like, how about 100? And he was like, deal. And I was like, fuck. I like doubled what I wanted to pay. <laughs> it um, does feel so hard when somebody starts at 200 and you feel ridiculous saying 50. And I, I was paying 45 for a little while, but it was a guy who was um what do you he was like in training he wasn't even he wasn't fully licensed yet and he did he would he'd fuck up he'd be like you should kill yourself i mean wait no the opposite he, <laughs> he was bad at, and he was so training he, to be uh, a barber yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he, yeah and then he all all of a sudden he goes by the way it's a, a 90 uh, session now and i was like you can't double it based on nothing like Nothing's changed. It's not like you're better at this now. And so I had to quit, but damn, that well, was back when I was very broke. Do you know about talk space, which is not something that I do advertisements for, but there's something called <laughs> talk space. That's one of our I've sponsors of on Tuesdays with stories. And I think it's, I can't remember the copy, but I think it's affordable. I've heard, co- I've heard you guys reading the copy and I made, I've, uh, 
I've almost I've I've meant to look into it based on you guys doing it. I'll enter you guys a little promo code so that you guys get a sweet little kick on it. But I don't think yeah, we get I a should, kick. I should but... look into that. What's that? I don't think we get a kick, but it would be nice. Yeah, please do. <laughs> well, and also I always recommend. I mean, almost every episode I talk about Sam Harris's app. Um, what's it called? Waking up is yeah i've heard of this if you free it's free if you email them i mean i don't know some people it's weird because sam harris is also a guy that's like debates people and he's like he's like a politically active guy mm-hmm. so it's weird like you know he got famous being like islam is you know crazy or whatever mm-hmm. then you're also like he's also a buddhist that will really help <laughs> you so if you're like really listen to that and you're like this guy's a piece of shit but um anyways i think he's great on both both things he does but his app waking up he, he makes it free if you just write and say hey i can't afford it i'm a piece of shit um yeah. but it's free and it's a it's a it's a 10 minute daily meditation there's like tons of talks and all this great stuff on there that's like been unbelievably helpful to me so i recommend it so many people have told me about that and i gotta do it i gotta do it. i was i was doing like a daily meditation for a little while and it's one of those things it's like vitamins for me one day I'll just forget that I do that. And then I don't, and then I don't do it anymore. It's, and then a month later I'm like, Oh yeah, what, what I'm supposed to be doing that. And then it's too late. I'm out of the rhythm. But, that's uh, one of I the most, it. that's one of the most fascinating things about mental and physical health is how hard it is to do things that are unbelievably good for us. Like ec- I mean, exercise, meditation, if ran, if the days that I get up and go on like a little five mile run or something like that. If I get into a rhythm of doing that every day, I'm the happiest I've ever been. And then I'll, I'll have a night of like, I'll just eat like too shitty or drink too much or something. And then the next day I'm like, I can't do that. And then a week later I'm like, Oh, I feel like shit. And, uh, I, if I just kept doing what I was doing, I would have been good. And then when you're in the middle of it, you're like, why would I ever not be doing this? It doesn't make any sense. And then all at once you don't want to do it anymore. My friend, uh, Paul Odo, who was on the podcast before said, he used to say, and he used to always make me laugh. He's like, you ever drink water? And you think, why do I ever drink anything? That's not water. Yeah. <laughs> like you have moments yeah. where you're hot or you're sweating. It's like a hot day. And then you just pound water and you're like, that's the best thing I've ever done in my life. And then you're just drinking like Coke and beer or whatever the fuck. And you're like, that makes me feel shitty. This is like miraculous. Um, but I the, do that the, all the time. The, but the thing is, it's we always criticize ourselves or beat ourselves up and you're like, Oh, I used to run, but I haven't run in three days. So it's not even worth trying. It's all about beginning again. And that's what meditation is all about. It's because you're like, ah, I got too many thoughts. I'm a piece of shit. I'm just thinking, I, I, fuck it. And you got to just start over, over and over again and begin again a million times with all this stuff, whether it be writing and exercise or, you know, anal sex, whatever it is, you got to just try again. Yeah. Yep. That's, you should go for a run so after true. this. I, yeah, I should. Well, if my, that's the thing. My head's all kooky, but I do want to. I, I, I slotted time for after this podcast to go run, but I don't know if it's going to happen. But I, yeah, it's every time it's that it's exactly what you said. We're like, oh, it's not even worth it because I haven't done it in three days. So then, like, yes, I ran probably like eight miles yesterday and then I played basketball and I felt great until I got a concussion. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'll go with through rhythms of it, and I, especially when the weather was nice. And I was biking around and I was like, why would I ever not live like this? And then just what the, the other thing is, I have uh, I'm fully addicted to, to video games. So I feel like uh, that that gets in the way, too. And then all day. I don't know if you ever do that. I, I know that there's lots of jokes about this, but it's it's true where. All day, all I think about is that I, I I need to go work out. It's it's just constantly playing in my head until I do it, and then if I don't, I feel like shit. But it's 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 constantly the thing that's on my mind. It was like, oh, I need to work out. I need to work out. I don't want to eat until after I work out. I don't want to have like too much coffee, but I got to work out still. And then and then I, it it just drives me nuts. It's it's definitely something I got to go back to therapy for. I feel that way all the time and then when i do work out the whole time i'm thinking i didn't work out enough that wasn't really a workout that's why i like mma because at least it's like a personal trainer for an hour it's like he's making me do something blow him or whatever but yeah i'll come out and i'm like i'm gonna do push-ups and i just get bored there's other shit i'll do whatever like 50 push-ups and i'm like 
ah, that's enough. That's fine. Let's, I got to get on. And I always feel like I have other stuff to do. I'm like, I got to meditate. I got to meet up with whoever I got to, uh-huh. you know, work on this or whatever. So I never feel like I did a proper workout. It's so hard for me to self discipline. And my therapist always says, he's like, stop doing it. Cause it's fun. And it shouldn't have to be fun or something pleasurable or something else. Do yeah. you gotta, you gotta spend a half hour. And I always use this excuse too. I'm like, I just don't understand fitness. Like I'll go to the gym and I'm like, I only know curls and bench press. I don't know any of the other things. And my therapist is like, that's an excuse. Even if you just know two things, which is bullshit, just do those two things over and over again for 30 minutes. That's so true. And then I also, and that you could literally just do curls for 30 minutes and that would be a great workout. (laughs) I I had a, I had, I, I heard a personal trainer for a while when I was uh, getting ready to before I did my half hour. Cause I was like the one thing I could, the material, I already know what that's going to be. The one thing I can control is not feeling like I look like shit in my special. Cause that, that, uh, that will drive me nuts. If I have to look at this thing where I feel like I look like shit. So I tried to get in as good a shape as I could. And they, t- they, this guy told me once he was like, you could just show up to the gym and do squats for 30 minutes and you'll have done a great workout. You you're it's going to mess you up and you're going to come back stronger the next day or the, when you come back to the gym. So he was like, anytime you're stressed out about that sort of thing, whatever you're doing, you could just do it the whole time and it'd be fine. But, and it's hard too. It gets really hard. Cause he had me do this thing where I, he had me do seven minutes straight of just doing curls with like a 30 pound bar or something like that. And it, pretty quickly you're like, Oh yeah, this is, this is a lot. This is doing it. I was just about to, I was pulling, I'm pulling up because you were just saying the thing about not knowing what you're, you're doing when you go to work out. I use this app called FitBod that uh, I heard about on, on some podcast and it's, I think you get like a free month or something like that, but then they start charging you, but it, it designs workouts for you and then you do them and then it'll show you how fresh your muscle groups are the next day and design another workout based on how fresh you, everything is. It's great. Oh, wow. That's great. I was on a good rhythm of using it and it does help because it's, it'll, it'll design workouts for you. If you don't have any equipment or anything, it's great. Yeah, that sounds good. I mean, I always need that. And then sometimes Diego will give me a workout that I'll do. And I'm like, I got to remember that. And then I can't remember it. Also, it's just, it's harder to discipline yourself because I get tired. I'm like, ah, that's good. Fuck this is why having the trainer for a little bit was good, but it's, you know, it adds up money wise, but it's nice to have somebody telling you what to do. Cause I'm the same way where I'm like, well, it says to do 30 of these things, but I can't do that. I'm going to do 23. Yeah. Well, I mean, that shows you like how I know money can't buy happiness and that horse shit, but you're like, how much better? I mean, all the stuff we're talking about, like to be able to go to a therapist, a good therapist, not fucking whoever the guy you met was like a, a real therapist and then have a personal trainer. I mean, just think about waking up, talking to a good therapist and then having a trainer give you a workout five days a week. Your quality of life is just so much better. And you know what I've always wanted that would really up change the game. And this would probably fix all my problems is a nutritionist. I was that's, just thinking that, Cause yeah. that's the other thing that I spend all day doing. What am I going to eat? And if I have a simple thing, like I try to get the best shape I've ever been in and the happiest I'm ever is when I have a routine of, I eat the same thing every day <laughs> for lunch and breakfast. I'll have a banana for breakfast and a salad for lunch. And if I'm doing that every day and working out between then I, I feel amazing, but then I'll get into a thing of like, oh, I didn't eat. Now I'm starving. What's the fastest thing I could eat? There's a piece of pizza. There's a slice of pizza place right next to me. So I'm like, well, if I do that right now, I'll feel better. And then I feel like shit the rest of the day. So nutritionists would be big. And yeah, that- so you just have to spend $200 every day and uh, <laughs> you'll feel very good. $200 is low, by the way, for all three of those things. I know. Um, but I feel the same exact way. First of all, I've never heard anyone call it a slice of pizza place. Yeah, I, didn't, I don't know why I said that to be. That's the concussion kicking in. <laughs> the concussion is really hitting. <laughs> I go to this get a cup of coffee place, and then um, <laughs> and I also went over I'm to going, a. They slice your bagel in half joint. Really hoping we just cruise past that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know why I said that, but it's but, out there now. But no, I mean. I talk about this all the time and I think my wife wants to shoot me in the face, but I'm like, think thinking of what to eat and figuring out what to eat is like the greatest problem of my life. I remember yes. Seinfeld talking about 
on the comedian commentary saying, and he's like, in the end, all my regrets will be clothing in life. He's like, just the amount of time of thinking of what to wear and all that stuff. And is this match? And does that go with that? I feel that exactly with food. Same. I mean, I basically eat four things just because it becomes easy. I don't understand how to cook. And then you're talking about a banana for breakfast. Like, I don't know what it is, I guess, because I'm active or my metabolism. But I'm like, I eat three eggs with cheese mixed in an English muffin. I'm fucking starving. 25 minutes later. That is wild. This is the thing with breakfast food, though, except for eggs. I'm, sh I'm shocked to hear that because usually a few eggs will really uh, will really sit in me for a while. But most breakfast foods don't do any like they, they're not satisfying, like a pancake or whatever. You're not going to feel good after you do that. And same with like muffins. I just ate an almond croissant. That's a, I don't feel any I don't feel any nutritional value out of that. It just tastes good with the coffee that I get at my, uh, my croissant and cup of coffee place nearby. And, but the banana, I'm just like, that'll get me through until the next thing. I just don't like breakfast foods that much though. And I think about food all day and all I want every day is either pizza or a burrito. If I could get it, those are my favorite things in the world to eat any kind of Mexican food, but specifically a burrito. And I'm just trying to get through the day without doing that. And so I'm trying to find these workarounds and what I can do that won't make me feel like shit, but will taste good and make me happy. And, and there's no, and there's no solution. And then what'll happen is I'll eat this salad that I don't even like for lunch and halfway through eating. I'm like, Oh yeah, I feel good. That's all I needed to do. I don't have to enjoy every meal. It's just, a, it's just a service, but then it's, then it's, what am I looking forward to? You know? Yeah. I mean, it's so hard. I'm the same way. Pizza, burrito, same thing. Cheeseburger. I mean, that, that's what I want to eat. And I have a burrito almost every day. I'm, sometimes I'll get a bowl. But to me, I'm like, you okay, this you is... You go to Chipotle? Yeah. And, but to it's me, like I'm every, like... That's what... I, if we had the Chipotle right next to us, I would go every day. There's well, one... The one that we have is just a little too far, and I'd have to get it on, like, seamless or whatever, and I just can't rationalize paying $25 for a, for a Chipotle. Yeah, and you might get robbed a couple times on the way back, but <laughs> yep. Um, but I think of Chipotle as one of the healthier things I eat because I get brown mm. rice, organic grilled chicken, cheese, yeah. which is not the best, and then um, like some hot sauce. So I'm like, that's pretty healthy. And I'll occasionally yeah. I like a Caesar salad. I like salmon, but that's a pain in the fucking balls. I mean, it's it's forty dollars yeah. if you go to a restaurant, and it's hard to sit there and cook a salmon with asparagus or whatever. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's no, that's the, the thing you just said about Chipotle. That's what ruined me a little bit is that I was like, Oh, I'm getting the best, my favorite food. And it's not that bad for you. And it's not that expensive. And that was when I was in Indiana, I would eat there five times a week. And then moving here, I was like, Oh, I'd never have one close enough to me to, to do it. When I worked on the radio, I ate Chipotle maybe every day. I would either go to Chipotle or Dos Toros because I was like, I know I can do it healthy. And so it's, it's the best, but the problem is if you go to any other Mexican place, it's not healthy. It's, it's, a, it's horrible for you. It's, it's going to be like greasy and so much cheese and shit. And it's, but it's great, but it's not good for you. But yeah. Totally, I love how they have the calories up there that I wish every place did that just for my own well being Cause I just assume everything is like 1500 calories if I get it and it doesn't say. The one good thing I do nutritionally is I do make a smoothie every day and it's got a ton of spinach. I put like a shitload of spinach in there, blueberries, some protein, maybe a little peanut butter. But I'm like, I eat more spinach than the average person. That feels good. That's vitamin K and fiber and all that shit. And I yeah. don't I do a, a small amount of fast because I have reflux. I don't eat for like three or four hours before bed and then I don't eat first thing in the morning. So I go like 12 hours without eating, which I think burns some fat or yeah. whatever the fuck and i'm active but it, it's yeah, it is tricky good shape. i'm surprised to hear you say that you have the same things going on because i like i feel like i have to watch i was also a very heavy a very heavy kid so i and i lost a bunch of weight out when i got out of high school because i moved out and i just started eating way differently and i started taking diet pills which are so bad for you i was basically doing meth every day <laughs> and so i I would only eat all I would need was a piece of bread with a little bit of hot sauce on it for breakfast. And then I would go run like 10 miles and then I could, and then I wouldn't, 
I would eat like wheat thins with hot sauce. I would just put a little dab of hot sauce on a wheat thin and be like, that's my lunch. And then uh, I lost so much weight. And then obviously that's not a good way to live. So I gained, you know, 30 pounds back or something like that. But uh, no, I have to think about it constantly because I blow up in a heartbeat. I, it's, it's crazy how fast I gain weight. Yeah. So my issue is not always weight, although I do get doughy in the middle. Like I do, it doesn't look good shirtless, <laughs> but also it, I, I always have this thing. Cause I'm like, I have a good metabolism and I'm very active and all that shit. So I never get like fat or whatever, but you could still be shitty. Like I still have high blood pressure and sure, I'm like, I'm eating sure. shit. Like I'm still eating fast food and fucking doing damage to organs. If you're eating cheeseburgers, doesn't matter how yeah. thin you are. I mean, like there are yeah, people that weigh 140 pounds. They're on heroin though. And their fucking heart's about to explode. <laughs> yeah. So God, what a ride though. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> For that little while they get to be so hot and thin. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think about it all the time. And a lot of it is just anxiety. My therapist too, uh, again, similar to working out. I'm like, I just don't even know what to eat. And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, you're not yeah. retarded. Like, he's like, <laughs> you go, go and buy spinach. Like, he's like, you like Caesar salad. You like spinach, go buy spinach, put Caesar dressing on it and buy a rotisserie chicken. He's like, you can figure out a meal. <laughs> and I'm like, I guess, but I just get so um stressed and anxious but it is that's what's so great about a therapist is they do call you on your bullshit like i'm yeah. like i just don't know what to eat or how to eat he's like what does that even mean <laughs> just eat so, that, what are you talking about that uh i had a similar thing to what you were talking about with the you just want to uh, kill yourself in the in the middle of the night or whatever and you thought people would be like yes finally somebody said it i had that with this where i i think i tweeted or something like, like I just wish someone would tell me what to eat all the time. Like, what, what are you supposed to do? And it got no, nobody relates to it. It's uh, people are just like, yeah, you just eat you dumb piece of shit. You have lunch, have a nice time. You have a sandwich. It's fine. Like, uh, I don't think that people uh, struggle with this as much as, uh, as we're talking. No, I am like consumed by it all day, even right now. Cause I'm like, I, I, sometimes again, it's like my mental, I'm like, I can't just eat Chipotle again. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and this goes to mental health too. Everything I do or decision I make, I feel like there's a panel of people watching and responding. I'm like, how, what am I going to do? Have Chipotle a fourth day? It's just me. Who gives a yeah, fuck? Yeah. Like, but in my <laughs> mind, everyone's going to be like, Hey, check it. Come over here. Look at this list. Is having Chipotle <laughs> again? Like, I feel like there's a stadium of people watching my every move being like, wow, listening to Pearl jam again. You don't try a different <laughs> band, you fucking idiot. You know what I mean? I'm like, it, it's it's horrible. And same thing when I'm sitting at home, I'm like I should meditate. I'm watching Goodfellas for the 500th time. I'm a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a, a whole group watching going, Poof, wow, what an idiot. I have the same thing, but with uh, with my video game stuff, even if I'm alone, even if my girlfriend's not home. And I, if I, in the middle of the day, if I play video games, I'm like, what do people? What would people think to see that I'm a grown man playing video games at 2 p.m.? This is when people work and do stuff, and here I am in my pajamas playing video game. Like it's pathetic to me, and I'm. It's not like I enjoy doing it. It's something I like doing, but it takes the joy out because I'm thinking about that. I'm like, this is ridiculous. I there's a million things I could do, and the judgment I'm feeling from people who don't. don't one wouldn't even give a shit if they saw it, but also aren't there to give a shit. And uh, I think it's, yeah, it's just me projecting onto it, but. Yeah. Well, my therapist would say, enjoy. Okay. I'd say, okay, enjoy it. That's fine. Um, that's what he sounds like. Um, so yeah, do maybe, it. He's maybe like, you could just give me therapy by doing the impression of your therapist. I feel like I could honestly, I mean, I say it in my act or I, I, I did, about I'm like I've been going to therapy enough like how is this different than going to college to study psychology I'm like I've been going to the same therapist once a week I've probably spent 250 hours in there and then on top of that I listened to just thousands of hours of like Buddhist podcasts mental health podcasts and then countless conversations with people I'm like how is this less than going to Columbia to study psychology I'm like I think I got it you know what I mean It'd be yeah. like if, if somebody studied stand-up comedy for four years at NYU and mm. I'm like, what do you know more than me? I'm doing it. I lived it. So yeah. I think I'm a therapist is my point. Yeah, I think you are. 
I mean, I feel I feel like you've been very therapeutic throughout this. I feel I feel like a, I feel much better than when I came in. All right, thank you. That's what we were going for. And just accept your decision. This is what my therapist always says: accept your decisions. That's my main problem. Is I never accept any decision. So if you're going to play video games, just accept that that's what you're doing. And same with food. Even if you're eating shitty food, that's bad for you. You have to just accept that decision of like, all right, I'm eating Burger King. That's the decision I made. That's what I'm doing. That's the reality. Instead of he's like, because otherwise you get no enjoyment out of anything. Then you're just going, I'm going to eat McDonald's. And the whole time you're going, I fucking hate myself. I'm a piece of shit. So you ate McDonald's, didn't even enjoy it. Yeah. And so you got to accept your decisions, accept your where you live in. You live in fucking hell. And you're going to get robbed and punched in the face. And uh, that I accept. I'm fine with that because that's stuff that I didn't choose. Whereas I'm just I'm only tortured by my own uh, my own choices that are stupid. Right. Well, we got to accept our decisions. And I think this is going to end up being a good episode. There's a lot of laughs. I had a I had a great time, man. Yeah. Great great time. Are you going to go to a doctor for your brain? Uh, here's the problem. When you get a concussion, because I had it happen in college, or in uh, high school, they don't do anything. There's nothing they can do. They're just going to tell you to be in a dark room or whatever. Because then they can't even, I don't think a concussion even shows up on, I even, I think I'd have to get an MRI or something. And it's like $8,000. And it does, all they're going to go is, yes, you have a concussion. So it, right. it doesn't matter. Um, and maybe I'm full of shit. I could be totally wrong, but that's what I remember happening. And so, Probably just, uh, yeah, my, uh, maybe I'll just call my mom. See what Yeah, doing. call your mom, lay low. You'll be all right. Yeah, um, yeah, well, yeah. W- plug, plug some things because you got a bunch of stuff. You got an album, you got a podcast, all that stuff. I don't, I, I have the Comedy Central Half Hour. They, I don't have an album. I, I'm so mad at myself for not making one before all this shit happened. I'm going to do it when it's, when it's over. But I do have a podcast on Comedy Central called Stand Up with Tom Takar. And uh, another podcast called Stand By Your Band uh, that I co-host with Tommy McNamara. Joe List, I think the only person who's been on both. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, because we don't usually have guests on the stand-up one. I was, you could see it was a disaster where we didn't get an internet <laughs> connection. It was, I fucked you over and I feel bad. But uh, <laughs> no, it's a, it's a good show. Stand-up's a good show, and uh, so it's Stand By Your Band. We have comics defend music. That people make fun of, and uh, it's a good time. I you have to get that. That's all it. Yeah, I should probably get that. All right, I'll, all right. I'll, be, I'll, I'll I'll do the rest. You'll do the rest. All right. Good all to right. see you, buddy. Thanks so much, buddy. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. All right, I'm leaving the thing. All right. Bye. Bye. Mindful Metal Jacket is hosted by comedian Joe List. Produced by Joe List. Edited by Matt Kleinschmidt. Executive producers Robert Kelly and Matt Kleinschmidt for the Laugh Button Podcasts.